Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? <laughs> what's going on, world? Your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show coming to you live and direct with true words of inspiration that are not just words, but also actions. And we're getting both directly from the horse's mouth. He's not a horse. He's a man. <laughs> His name is that. I don't want to insult anybody. Not this early in the day, but I'm going to let you break the rest down. Homie, could you please state your name so people know I'm not lying? What's up? What's up? Eric Patrick Thomas, a.k.a. Mr. Inspire. Talking from Flint, Michigan. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Yes, uh, thank I, you. I've actually heard of your, your brand before I knew about you. It was really cool yeah. to read your, your bio today. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. That was, that was inspiring to use the word. <laughs> it's a cliche. But is it cliche? Is it cliche if people use like the same words to describe you? Because your story is very specific and you work on motivating and inspiring and equality and disability awareness and th like those things are very specific is it yeah. cliche if people use the same words to describe you or your story let them they if they want to use that word that's perfect that's how the you know that's how the brand came about every time mm -hmm. i would tell my story they would just say oh that inspire or they would use that word inspire so it just kind of okay. carried you know travel with me and then when i had my business i had my t-shirt shop and i was like I'm going to start wearing it on my shirt when I go speak. It's going to be there. And then I started seeing the, the the effect that it took on people, like how it changed people, like how they want to be better or be best or something. And I was just like, you guys got to make this public. And that's exactly how the brand really started. You know, the people made it, made it happen. I was going to say, you, so you inspire people to, to be better at whatever they do. Um, how do you... Um, what do you think is this, the part of the story that does that, that makes people want to do better? Because there's just surviving is hard enough sometimes in this crazy world. But how do you, how, what part of your story do you think makes people just, you know, want to step up? I think there's different parts. I mean, when, you know, and I, I talk about like it takes three hours for me to get ready, you know, to, mm. from bed to wheelchair, you know, um, and then just being ready to, go after my goal or, you know, go after my dreams every single day, like wake up and appreciate and gratitude that I'm living again, you know, that I have life and I'm living no matter what the circumstances are. I think that's definitely something in some of the challenges there's like accessibility, you know, when I get on a plane, it just doesn't get on a plane. I got to get transferred, you know, lifted into this aisle chair and then to the aisle chair, to the airplane seat, you know, it's, it's the process, mm -hmm. you know, it's the different challenges like that. And then just being able, another thing, uh, the whoever shot me, I don't know who shot me or, you know, who it was a per one person or two people. But when I was in rehab, I, I, you know, I was asked if I could get forgiveness and forgiveness was given. And I was able to, you know, cut that cord to that anchor and just sail my ship sail. And I was able to focus and, and work on myself. And actually, you know, the world opened up for me, you know, a lot of things. I mean, I wasn't able to breathe on my own at that time. And then, you know, months later, then the ventilator came out and I didn't have to rely on a machine. So there's there's right. those different things. And how right. have I handled it since? You know, my attitude, my perseverance, my resilience, and those are things that stand out to a person because they mm -hmm. usually go, what am I doing? You know, like, or why right. am I scared to start a business? Or why am I scared to go here? You know, I should just go for it and stop. Yeah. Stop letting fear stop me yeah. or stop saying it's, I can't too. Well, yeah, it strikes me that it strikes me that we, I mean, it's, it sucks that it's human nature, but we do tend to take things for granted when we have them and when they're easy. So yeah. just by comparison, we realize when we hear a story like yours and like see all the, I mean, forget my language, all the shit you've been through um, and that you're still like a positive person and that even doing basic things that we do every day, are like harder, but you still do them with a good attitude. I think a lot of people just walk around fully able-bodied with a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. So those are the people we got to touch. <laughs> yeah. Eric, I, I got I, I to tell you, man, I like, I read the bio. I went all through your story. I can't, there's only but so much I can relate as an able-bodied person. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I can't, mm -hmm. I can't identify with uh, a, a good chunk of your struggle. It just, 
blows me away that you're able to do everything you do. Like Crystal said, that, so I put myself in the, in the shoes that I felt I could. And you just touched on it, which was the forgiveness aspect. I don't know if I could do that. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out how you pulled that one off specifically. Mm -hmm. That's maybe the closest I can get to being in your shoes at all is, you know, I've been done dirty by people who, you know, forgiving them took, I'm, I'm still not sure if we're all the way, and it, it's nothing compared to what you've been doing. The fact that you were able to forgive the one or two people, it just blows my mind. I'm really, I'd like you to speak on that because I, I need some insight on that myself. I'm actually think, curious, but just to piggyback on that, the the definition of forgive to you, just to piggyback on that, I want to understand what that meant to you, like the definition of the word. So keep going. Two two parts to that that that, that great question. I mean, one is you know my upbringing and, and being raised. I just always I've had faith no matter what you know. Mm -hmm. So faith is one, but two, any type of unforgiveness is mental weight that you're not feeling. You don't realize that it's causing sickness, it's causing mental anguish, it's causing you to not achieve and not to keep your vehicle, keep going. You don't realize it. And all, if, if, you could, if you could take what people do to you and you could put it into weight, yeah. you would be like, you know, I, I, it's so heavy, I'm not even able to breathe right now. You know, like the weight of the world is on your back. When you, that's why I say when you cut that, when you and the forgiveness means you are forgiven you know that means like if i am across from you and we meet up one day i'm not going to ask you why you did the shooting because unless it's time for me to know but i'm also going to say i don't understand your upbringing i don't know if you were hurting i don't know if you were on drugs i don't know those situations i don't know if you were abused i don't know if you meant to even kill me or just scare me I don't know those things, but I do know this is what I've done since you shot me. Mm -hmm. And then wow. I would talk about that and say, you know, and I wish, you know, the best for you. I hope that whatever it is, you know, you find your path or, you know, I, and you don't do it. I don't want them to do it to other people, you know, of course mm -hmm. that, but I'm going to, and then I, I would, you know, roll away from, from that, you know, just that that's, that's just forgiveness. You could not forgive. And then while you're living this journey, this life, sit there and be bitter and talk about the person that did it. I can talk about the situation that happened, but forgiveness is given. It is done. Mm. You know, it's done. And, I, I read some. Go ahead, go ahead. And all that weight. And like I said, say it's an anchor. Mm -hmm. And you got your boat that you cut that and that's it. You're sailing. You're sailing and it's also self-healing to yourself. You know, that's where you can focus on yourself because that situation will never ever stop me from what happened. Never mm -hmm. affect me again. In fact, the the one thing that maybe I was it was harder to forget was the police investigation. You know, because the detective didn't do anything. They just oh, wrote it off. Like that's what comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. That was hard. And it wasn't I was angry or bitter on it. It's just I was like, why are you not doing anything? Mm -hmm. What's going right. on? And so, but that's it. Yeah, forgiveness is that's given. Like when I wake up, I want to wake up with the with the forgive with the, with the forgivable forgiveness of in my soul and my spirit and my heart. So if I have an argument with someone before I go to sleep, I want to make sure to let them know, you know, that I still love them when I wake up, whether we yeah. disagree or agree. You know. I mean, that's one of the best advices that I've ever heard of, you know, for relationships is not to go to bed angry. And I think, but we all have relationships, whether it's romantic or platonic or business, we, we relate to people, right? So like yeah. going to bed angry or holding on to grudges is just like not going to help anybody. Um, you kind of shoot, not to be pun intended, not shoot yourself in the foot. Wow, I was just going to, anyway. Um, uh, what I was, sorry, don't shake your head at me. Back. Uh, um, what I was also going to say, uh, psychologist, he laughs at me all the time. Um, a psychologist was telling, was, I was watching like, a, you know, Instagram is the greatest place to learn anything these days. Um, 
or to be inspired or to go down the wrong road. But um, if you if you look at the right things, you can be super inspired. And and this one was talking about the type of stress that people are having because of the COVID pandemic, and and our frustration at not being able to move around freely, like just that the idea that we feel constantly frustrated is sort of the great equalizer right now. Like that everyone is dealing with the same type of stress, and that is like you said about the weight on the shoulders. Like this, it's like a heavy actual weight. It's on your shoulders. It's in your brain. So until you can like wrap your mind around it and let it go, you're just every day. It's like I need to make coffee and I don't have a job. Um, I need to make my bed and I don't know when I'm gonna get a, another paycheck. So all that's constantly going on in your head. It's like not forgiving. It's like I gotta make coffee and that guy shot me. Da 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 da. And da, da, da. it's constantly like a reel mm -hmm. until you let it go. So that's the way that he described it. Sort of, yeah. sort of hit home when you said that. Yeah. You can just move on freely. So what what do you do like daily? What's your what's your daily like routine and how has it changed this year? Because of the yeah, craziness. It changed. <laughs> well, it's been changed the last three years. So I was ahead of the pandemic. Um unfortunately, with complications of my spinal cord injury, March first, twenty eighteen, a hole opened up in my body in my coccyx area. So that's like where your tailbone is. Because I have a spinal cord injury, it was treated as a pressure wound. Okay. So I was on bed rest right away. But actually, it was a bone infection, and we didn't even know it until like a year later. So mm, I already spent like geez. what five hundred something, four hundred plus days in bed or something like that. And then Ooh. also, like because I was on bed rest, June of June eleventh, two thousand eighteen, my O two level, my oxygen level went down to forty. So I had was rushed to the hospital. I was intubated Ooh. again, so I had tubes in my throat, a feeding tube. And I had to communicate with a, a toothbrush, like on a bingo card, you know, telling them what, you know, and then uh, good thing I had my circle of supports that were there to advocate for me because, you know, yeah. I wasn't able to speak. So I was on that for like 15 days and then I came home July 6th on my birthday. So that was good. But then I had to recover from the wound in my body, the hole. Right. We're talking like a half dollar size hole, you know, and so now I'm on bed rest. At the same time, I'm fundraising for my wheelchair accessible van. Then I reach out to Damon in August of 2018. I'm like, can you tell me like, you know, can you look it over the campaign? Tell me what else I can do. Then that's where George and Sherry jumped on. And then George and I worked back and forth, you know, the whole time, all the way to December uh, 20th of 2019 when I got the van. But 2019, I'm still on bed rest. Now the wound care center have tried experimental treatments. I've been sizzled like a steak, you know, you name it. And then they just give up. They just give you the, that parting hug. This is all, I've never seen where you go to a medical place. I've seen it in movies and I was able to feel what that feels like where they say, we've done everything we can do. Wow. And, then I, and then I got a second opinion, Dr. Bruce Rubin. He got me in the next day. He looked at the wound. He said, I don't know how to tell you this, that's not a that's not a pressure wound. That's an exit wound. That's a bone infection. And I was like, okay. So he took cultures and things like that, blood testing, and then a week later, I was on antibiotics for nine weeks. Strong antibiotics, strong. And let me tell you, and you're still on bed rest and on antibiotics, your body goes through a lot of stuff. I mean, it is horrible, horrible. But sure. one round of antibiotics is tough. <laughs> then I was killed. We're like, I'm healed. It's all closed up. Mm -hmm. So I back up in my chair for three weeks. Like, yeah, man, I'm back mobile. It's all good. I'm back at the shop. And then a little spot opens up in a different spot. Mm -hmm. We monitor it. And then the skin drops out and a new hole shows up. I go back to him. He looks at it. He said, I don't know how to tell you this. You relapsed. Mm -hmm. We got to do another eight, eight weeks of antibiotics. So I, I, I did a total of 17 weeks of antibiotics. So right before I got the van, like December 20th, 2019, that hole closed up. And I'm like, got the van, back mobile, heal 2020, it's gonna be the year. <laughs> Pandemic hit. Oh my God. Pandemic hit. Now remember, all this stuff on TV, physical distance, wash your hands, you know, don't get close to people. If I, my face itches, someone's gotta touch me. You know what I mean? Mm. People gotta brush my teeth, wash me, bathe me, mm. dress me, everything. So there's no distancing. So it's like, what do I do? 
You know, not to mention I'm not able to wear a mask because I drive the wheelchair with the straw. Oh, man. So I'm really okay. it. Yeah. So I'm, really, so I'm really it. So I got this face shield when I go to the doctors. Other than that, I don't go anywhere. So I left my house and moved in with my caregiver temporarily. And then the rest of my staff stayed home, stayed safe with their families. We shut down the business. The business was shut down from mid-March to the end of July. I come home July 26th. Now this, now remember, I'm healed. Everything's mm -hmm. good. I'm healed. I'm not able to go anywhere, but I'm healed. And I got the new van. Still not able to go nowhere, but it's all <laughs> got a van that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so I'm home. Damn. I come home July 26th. Here it is July 28th. Actually yesterday, two, 22 weeks um, from yesterday. Caregiver goes to wash my booty. What do you want me to do with this hole? Yeah, I was like, I, I thought it was a pimple that busted or something. I was like playing it down when she transferred me, you know, because I get in this sling, kind of like when you see like animals, see animals get like mm -hmm. in a sling, like mm -hmm. transfer from this called a uh, Hoyer lift. I'm okay. up in the air and I'm looking at the sheet like this. And it looked like a Dexter. It, it, it looked like a crime scene. And oh, I God. said, oh, man, I said, oh, no. And I knew it was serious. So my caregiver that came in later on that evening, you know, we put me back in the bed, rolled me over and said, that spot, it, it opened up. It just blew open like a volcano. So I- Was it same it, spot or a new spot? The same spot, the second the, 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 the second one. Yeah, mm, the one that healed the, the second time. So then I was like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't expecting this. Here I'm trying to open my business again. I'm trying to get my caregivers back on schedule did not have this in the plan. And I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? So I called the doctor and I let him know. We sent him pictures. He's like, you can go on antibiotics again. You can do IV antibiotics this time, or you could do nothing, you know I mean? Like, or, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna stop drinking everything except just distilled water. You know, I drink coffee every morning or whatever it is. I'm just going to drink water and I'm gonna see if that, that can heal me. And pray, pray and drink water. And, and eat, you know, eat food. They take away sugar too, like as much mm -hmm. as possible. So no sweets and stuff like that. So just proteins, vegetables, you know, things like mm -hmm. that. And then, um, and fruit, you know, that's my sugar. Uh, and then I just, and then we just started going back into the process and I went back on bed rest and I just mm -hmm. got off like a couple weeks ago. So I spent another 18 and a half weeks of bed rest. The only time I got up was to go to the urologist. That was it every two weeks. So. Total, it's like about an 800 and 820 days, something like that, you know, give or take 100 plus days of bed. I can't no, wrap right. my mind around that many days. <laughs> Eric, how seriously, and, and you please be real with me on this and, and, and please shoot, shoot from the hip. How much does it annoy you when people say they don't want to wear a mask? Oh, it's it. It. Um, it annoys me because it's saying that I don't respect you. Mm. I don't, you know, as a person, like, I, I don't value your life. Yeah, yeah, I don't value your life. Like, or I don't value my elder life or, or someone that like, maybe they have a grandma or a grandpa. So they're out mm -hmm. there wilding out and then they go and visit grandma and grandpa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are selfish. some of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Selfish. I mean. But I understand, like, you know, it became political and all this other stuff, unfortunately. But, I mean, a virus is, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It doesn't, I, based on the people that's died or been in the hospital, I mean, I know people, you know, my brother, my brother and his wife had COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, they, uh, his wife lost their smell and taste, you know, the sense mm -hmm. of smell and taste and stuff. Mm -hmm. One of my great yeah. friends, she had COVID and she's still recovering from the effects of it of course she's a nurse yeah. so she's at the hospital right so it, it is i mean the reason why and i don't and masks aren't 100 effective we know that right? but mm -hmm. it's like well, neither are condoms but people use them like <laughs> right <laughs> but when they're in this household they do wear, wear you know we're we're, we're masked then instead of right. calling it mask i always tell people that um you know i got everyone uh we're, we're all um we're all playing parts we're all looking like ninjas Everybody wanted to be a ninja when they grew up, you know? I know I used to wear a little ninja costume, walk around like I was stealthy and stuff. So I mm -hmm. kind of changed it up a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a form of respect. 
you know, because like the pulmonologist said, I went to the pulmonologist, he looked at me and he said, you get this, you are done. You have no mm. diaphragm. My cough is this, uh, or uh, that, but it's not, you know. You can't so clear your, it's, yeah. No, if it's respiratory, it's gonna it's be tough. a fight. I don't wanna go, you know. So I How just, do I just don't go anywhere. I just yeah. stay home. I just, I stay away. You know, I don't have a lot of people. I, that way I just, just for now, I mean, like, yeah. until we figure this all out. You know I mean? I know it's almost a year now, but I just, you know, and I understand if a person, if they're wearing the mask and it's like suffocating or something, just figure out a way to, you know, kind of, you know, but just respect other people. Just have respect yeah. for people in this, in this country, you know, in this community, in this country. Like, even if right. you don't even believe it, at least show that you respect that person you know right so i have a question uh, this yeah. happened 20 23 years ago right yeah this is um, the 23 episode this is my right. this, oh wow this, this is, is it. it yeah this oh, is because in the email you needed or on, on your page i thought i saw you needed three more but this is the last one this, this is, is it no damon did one okay. uh okay. yesterday at 1 30 and then okay. dave dave tolliver from men at large jumped got me on last night I don't what, what people aren't understanding if in case you haven't read the oh, bio yeah. his goal this year was to do 23 uh interviews yeah on right, him before, and what he's telling before the us end of 2020, right yeah. before the end of, and what he's telling us is this the Eminem and M show is his number 23 so I'm mm. gonna stop the world uh Crystal and I are gonna do a quick golf clap we brought this in yes. We're gonna do a real quick golf clap that's uh and I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna flex just in case people are watching. We and we're that. back. Now we're done. We're, we're we're done. Very grateful for having Yep. Yeah, it is. Flex right? so we, we got a three-way flex. flex. Yeah, that, was, that flex. was all we needed. Yo, man, I'm, um, I'm really um, I'm really honored that because you requested us, I'm really I'm yeah. really honored that you wanted us and that we made we we wrapped this up for you. I'm really happy that we could, you know, be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah, no, and there's I watch. Also, I watch. I try, I try to watch, you know, when I can't end the YouTube video too. Plus, I like well, that, that's actually, the interview that you did with Damon, the two-parter. That was great. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was dope. a fun one. He's a fun guy to talk to. Um, you are, too. I actually have a question. What do you do with all your time? Because you, I mean, because walking in circles isn't an option. Like, we're all bored at home or have been borderline bored at home. Um, what do you watch? What do you listen to? What's your, like, how do you keep your mental from going um, stir-crazy, I guess? Well, it's 23 years of this, so you've... Yeah, well, you know, what makes me happy? I mean, I get to focus on the brand. So coming up mm -hmm. with design ideas and coming, you know, and promoting the brand and doing some of these shows, these interviews, being able to help other people. You know, like when I get out there and share the story, it helps a person, just one person, you know, it's all worth it. Um, I got, you know, the A, uh, you know, her, the, the A word. So when she comes on, you know, I'm listening to books on audio or mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, Tell me a pun, you know. I'll just sit here. I'll, I'll sit here for like a half hour. Tell me a pun, you know. Then she'll tell me a pun. I'm like, oh man, that was good, or it wasn't good. Or I'll say, you know, play some music or something like that. You know, you can launch Fubu Radio right on here. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just, yeah, it'll it'll launch. It'll, I think it says like, it'll say like iHeartRadio or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, you know, reading. I get on the internet, so if I'm on the laptop. You know, mm -hmm. I'm text messaging because I can do it all by voice. I type by my voice. This microphone right here is dragon naturally speaking. So um, mm -hmm. I type, uh, I'm checking my emails and and then I'm, you know, checking the numbers on the business, promoting the business and things like that. Technology is um, incredible. It's TV. <laughs> I'll probably get lost in South Park sometimes. You know, it's just, you know, it is what it is, you know. Eric, I, I knew like I liked you. I, I knew before anything ever, I, I knew before the conversation <laughs> happened, I, I knew you were a good soul. I read the bio, but I said there's something else in here. I like this guy. South Park, Eric, for Eric Cartman, I'm totally in here. Oh, I, yeah. I knew I liked you. I knew it. I, I just, I, I knew yeah. the thing. I was just waiting for it. I knew My I liked pops. you, bro. I, see, look, and he's even got the impression popping. This is fantastic. <laughs> I, just that fast, I'm happier yes. to be here. I am I'm totally happy to be here. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Um, you know, sometimes, you know what I'll do with that? Uh, I'm not a great singer, but I'll get on karaoke. And oh, I'll yeah? Just, I'll just go back, go back to like the 80s or 
Or I'll be like, I'll, I'll take it back. I'll be like, you know what I want to listen to? I want to listen to Day to Day in the Day. Or I want to listen to some Rappin' Duke. Or some Boogie Night. Or some, you know, some, or, uh, you know, let's go back to the Sugar Hill game. Let's go back. Let's yeah. go back to what really sparked the Hello Cool J. You know, I'm bad. I mean, I can just remember listening to this in my Walkman. You know, I had the Walkman radio where you had to flip the tape over to re to hit rewind because they had no rewind yeah. button. So you had to push forward. You had to push fast forward to rewind the tape. And I'm listening to I'm you know Hello Cool J and Run DMC and Beastie Boys and uh, Tribe Called Quest and just you know KRS One. You know, I just. So many, okay. like there's so much music. The classics is. Oh, uh, and you know, because I'm 43 now, so okay. you know, I my very first start of uh, hip hop was when I was watching MTV. It used to be all videos and rock and roll, and then this guy comes on Fat Five Freddy, Fat Five Freddy, and I'm like, whoa! And I'm a kid. I'm I'm a kid. I'm like, look at this. That's Dr. Seuss. That's Mother Goose. That's Nursery Rhyming. Look at that. Look what they're doing. And I don't. I didn't understand like what was going on or where it was coming from, but it was different. And I have always fell in love with hip hop. That's why I, I, you know, I started writing lyrics, you know, and, you know, all the way up till I got shot. I mean, I, I, and then I performed on stage. You know, I went on, I performed on stage 17 years later. Tell me oh, if nice. that's not, uh, that's not a waiting wow. around for your dream. If you love it that much, I didn't perform five years later. 17 years later, I'm I'm rolling up on the stage and boom, I'm at the Novi, you know, uh, the suburban show place in Michigan. Wow. Crowds there and I roll out on stage. It's the first time in 17 years where the, where everybody said it wouldn't happen again. You'll never rap wow. again. You'll, you know, and obviously I'm not jumping on speakers and doing crowd control and all this stuff. But like I come out, uh -huh. I come out like I just never left. You know what I mean? I, in fact, I was so comfortable with the stage that I actually zoned out and was in my head and going like, you realize every word that you say, Eric, is going to, it's, it's, it's happening now, you know? And I was like, yeah. And it was, wow, uh, that's self-aware. <laughs> oh man. It was, I'm a D man. I just came out and I was like, uh, I, I you know, I was like, how am I going to do like, how am I going to, you know, like get the crowd going if I'm not able to move my arms and legs. And I was just like, and then I had the guy, you know, the DJ and the, the guitar. And I was like, all right, let me explain. In life, it gets hard to maintain. A lot of things try to drive you insane. But I'm not going to sit and complain. I'm out here living my life, doing my best, proving it twice. So nice on the mic device. But sometimes you got to sacrifice. So um, don't count me out. I do exist. I'm here to help the world. I'm true to this. This whole journey is spiritual. Listen to Danny, be the miracle. Hope you didn't figure me. Being stopped by a spinal cord injury. Mm. Never saying I can't cause I can. And if you wanna know why, I'm a D man, D man. Music is my therapy all around the world. It's all about the charity, D man. And we started in the D man, nothing but integrity. This is Danny's legacy, I'm a D man. Music is my therapy all around the world. It's all about the charity, D-Man. And we started in the D-Man, nothing but integrity. This is Danny's legacy. Yep, so come roll with me. I keep it real, that's how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Hard puff, now I'm moving. Hard sip, backwards cruising. Yep, I'm not losing. Big business, no confusion. You can read the sign. Easy awareness by design. So if you got a catastrophic injury, or developmental disability. Not saying that it's meant to be, but it's not the end, so get with me. Uh, Eric Thomas, believe me, I know what the time is. Never saying I can't, cause I can. And if you wanna know why, cause I'm a D-man, yeah. D-man. Music is my <laughs> therapy all around the world. world. It's all about, it's the, all charity. about the charity. Yeah. Uh, so. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Paralyzed diaphragm with bars better than most of the stuff that I'm hearing <laughs> on the radio right now and better breath control. I think you're missing your calling. I think the second you're ready to start putting pin to pad, you might want to pick up some Ghost Rider checks real quick that you might not yeah. have to fund that van through GoFundMe. You might, there'll be a couple yeah. of vans out front, you know, a couple of we'll be able to get some Maybach vans from other people. 
Yeah, hey, we'll be able to get some bands from other folks, you know? Yeah. Other people that are trying to fundraise for the band. Yeah, I, know. I think you need to sell those lyrics, Eric. I think I think you I think you're shortchanging yourself. I think them bars need to be on sale. I sent you a couple songs. Did you see them? Did you? I listen. I, I, I listen. Yeah. I listen oh yeah. Them. I'm saying like it's catchy. You're good. What he's saying is you should sell your bars because other like you know like the people suck, mobile, Eric, like, because yeah. people suck so because people there are a lot need of people the bars. Who suck. People need the bars, and they would you know go they make you use money your help they while suck. you wait. <laughs> She's, she's saying the it the polite in. way. She's saying it the polite way, and I'm not. There are a lot of people out there could really use your help, inspiration-wise and lyric-wise, because they suck compared to what you just did. So that that's oh, what I'm saying. Also, we 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 talk a lot about about like subject matter, um, and also like old school versus current. And there's some in some ways, you know, we've we've advanced. I'm glad that we're living in you know this century, not the last, for various reasons. But some things have devolved. And, and I think that one of those things is that goes back and forth, like we, I mean, hip hop itself, music itself, sometimes comes really fun lyrics and then it comes goes back to celebrating the bullshit, right? Yeah. Sometimes really, really negative crap, um, like really derogatory, just sort of evil thought patterns that I don't think yeah. are helping anybody. And then, and then sometimes we come back with like, you know, save the world and, you know, some good, good things. And I think that your lyrics, while being fun and a little cheeky, <laughs> I yeah. roll, roll back with it, you know, like, um, you know, tongue in cheek, if you will. Yeah. Um, they're clever, but they're also like positive. Like you can actually any any age group, like you know, from young to grown yeah. folks, could understand yeah. them and and you know get the connotations and shit. <laughs> yeah, especially beat my belly like a bongo. You know, that was just a beat my belly like a bongo. Yeah, really I mean cute. that just that just <laughs> turned up because we were sitting there eating food. It was a Taco Tuesday actually, so you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and and Jesse, yeah, I'm all about Taco Tuesday. And she was, you know, what brushing my stomach, and it sounded hollow. And I was like, "Beat my belly!" I'm like, "Beat my belly!" And then that, just that week, my my boy Bangtown calls me up and says, "Yo, eat!" Like I got time to, re- you know, bring the studio, you know, bring the equipment over. You want to record? So when he came, I was like, "Yeah, man, this is Bangtown. Bangtown is who you want to work with, man!" Like I was so excited. And then he was like, "What do you want? Do you have a song?" And I was like, "Well, this is what's <laughs> in my head. Beat my belly like a bongo." He was like, all right, man, you know, he's very open. He's like, let's roll with it. So I told him how it sounds in my head. And that's where he's like, you know, and starts making that. I'm like, yeah. Then I didn't have any lyrics. So he just had the microphone. So I was like, and I was like, my belly, feeling empty, search for the music, good and plenty. Then I was like, okay. And then we stopped. And then I was like, all right, let me do it again. So I'm writing in my head. So I'm like, my belly, feeling empty, search for the music, good and plenty, revving up. Are you ready? Sip and puff. I'm rolling heavy. My ride. It's wheelchair ready. It's a Chevy. Mozzarella. Happy days. Fonzarelli. Feeling like my birthday fun fatty. And I was like, oh. I was like, man, and you know what it ended up turning into? It was, I was looking for inspiration. So I started talking about feed my belly. Feed me some inspiration. I need some, insp- you know, I need some inspiration. So I talked about all the things of the past. So then when it comes to the second lyrics, it's um, you know, it's like be my belly like a bongo, my belly, my belly, my belly. Call me the music man. Seventy-six trombones and a boys band. Here's the plan. Oh yeah, sugar hill and my Kool-Aid man. Transform superhuman macho man. Spaghettios, macaroni and cheese. Run to him, see and the boys get beasty. Trained in the basement, it was gritty. Beat street, rap city. Bring it back and like, yo, your TV raps. Where it's like psych and where and, and where it's like psych and who's the Mac? Bob Ross, you hear me, man. We need some happy trees in the Flint land, so. Not you know, Bob so. Ross. Trees. Yo, Not happy trees, Bob bro. Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> That's Not my Bob Ross. Saturday. Oh, man. You know how many times I try to paint by Bob Ross? I'm watching Bob Ross on Saturday morning before wrestling, you know, before WWF. And he's just out there and he's got this little chipmunk in his pocket. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I was looking in Alaska and this is the, the, this is the, the painting and don't worry, just this this paint. Just a little, little right here, little bushes, little bushes here, the little, you know, little chipmunk here. You know, it's like feeding the chipmunk and stuff. Is and then I'm sitting here with my watercolors. Is Bob Ross the only painter who's ever been on television, like walking people? He had a whole show. Yeah. And we all yeah. know who he is. He like he's fun. legit famous for painting. Yeah. 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 Like, he managed to make for, something, well, yeah. 
It was like he had, he had a look, he had an energy. Yes, like yes. The, he was going off the head. He, he just, never like it was never pinned yeah, by numbers. He was literally it. doing it on the spot and walking you through his process. Yeah. And I think I think in a lot of ways, I think in a lot of ways, people are looking at you walking through your process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's so you know Bob Ross, we had it right in front of us. Mm-hmm. But with Syndicated. you and these, with you and these interviews that you've been doing, like even from the questions Crystal asks to the things that you just bring up randomly, like as, as far as rapping is concerned and how that works, but your day to day process and your mm-hmm. more more for me is your day to day mental process. Um, right. Yeah, I don't. I handle. I've been handling the pandemic pretty well i'm cool being stationary i'm not really like you know a fomo kind of guy so me sitting still and working is really not a big deal for me but the fact that i've never been i've never been purposefully sidelined i've never had something like come along and sideline me to the point where i i couldn't do something and like your pandemic basically right like right that's never happened that was like 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 you know, my world was rocked, and that's like a pandemic. You know, that was yeah. that was my out of uh, your control. Yeah, yeah. But like other people are dealing with right now, they've never mm-hmm. dealt. This is their 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 you know catastrophic you know kind of thing. Event, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so they're like, well, that, this is it. Mm-hmm. Right. The other difference is that. I, I was actually like mentioning, I said, when, when kids grow up, like we're going to tell them about, I go, no, 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 it's not like the Hurricane Katrina. That's, I'm from New Orleans or partially from New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. Like that was a, it's an event that a lot of people remember, but it's specific to a location. This is a worldwide event. So it's yeah. weird that the whole world has COVID-19 pandemic quarantine stories, right? Yeah. So it's, I think it is different, like the whole world going through something and we all go through it differently for ourselves. But like when you go through something that only you go through, I think there's a collective, there's a collective, all of us are in this together. We're all trying to figure it out. And so we can reach to each other for support. I think that it's very different when you go through something sort of on your own, everyone else can't be in your shoes. Um, They can try, they can try to be there for you, but like it's, it takes a different type of mental strength to be, to have a unique experience. And you you work with a bunch of people that are, that have disabilities. Right. and you speak to them from experience, which helps them because otherwise they feel like they're in it alone. Exactly. Because we're not, right none of us are in the pandemic alone. We're all together. Right. But right. If, if, yeah. if you have an injury or a you know, life-changing event or disability or whatever, I don't even know the, the terms because disability, able-bodied, like what's, how there's do you so, describe it? Yeah. There's, there's not even, you know, even with the disability community, they have disagreements on how to describe it. Some people go yeah. person first language, so they're like, "How do I do it? I call you a quad, or you know, or do I say Eric? I'm like, just say Eric person first. I go by person first language, but some people don't want that. They want to be known as the disability first, or you know. And then like, there's okay. businesses now which is called disabled business owners. There's actual accreditation, so like a disabled business owner, probably just like right. you know any other, you know, right? Like uh, a black owned or a female owned or a minority owned or those yeah. Kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but in, you know, some people don't like that either. So it's like, mm-hmm. you guys got to get it together so we can get some action going, you know? <laughs> what do you want to call us? Because we need to make some action happen. <laughs> right. And they'll talk about ableism and there's like other stuff on top of ableism. And it's like, it's like, look, we have to come together so that we can have some common goals, you know, so that we can get forward so we can move on. So we can have representation. So when it comes to the table, when people are writing our story about a disabled person, it's it's got our, our input. You know, the writer has a disability. The actors are not acting like they have a disability. They actually do, and they just act really good because they've been taking acting classes. This is right, they, you know, right. it's like don't. It's those are the things like like I you know Damon always and I talk about stuff, and I tell him like sometimes I feel invisible. Which I don't know how, because I'm as big as a smart car with a chair, you know. <laughs> so, you take up space. So I'm, I'm like, yes. So I'm like, how? But you know, there's like a new, like, say it's a new restaurant, and everybody's excited. It's gonna bring jobs, and then you go there, and you're like, there's stairs. 
No way for me to go. Yeah. Like how? Or there's no curb cut. Or where do I? Where do we park it? Or like where? Why did you not plan this? You didn't go think out of me. To your community yeah. And not just think of me. But you don't have menus that are in braille. Or like, how do you handle someone that's blind? You don't have right. post caption for a person that's deaf. You know, mm. you have you know the noise level for a person that's autism. You know, like all these things, they are part of your community. You know, yeah. there's diversity and then there's inclusion. Inclusion mm. used to be like when that word was thrown around, we were like, yeah, disability is included. But man, I was like, forget that. I want to belong. I want to belong. And belonging means that if you don't see me, you're going to be like, where's Eric? Or where? And yeah. so that's the thing. We want to, it's belonging. Yeah. I don't want to be included. I want to belong. Yeah. I want to belong at the table and belong with the voice. Have a voice wow. right there with everybody else. You know, that's deep. Not, yeah. So it's just as a kid, I think that was my biggest thing is wanting to be included, not just included, but like I wanted people to want me there, not just like okay, yeah. little crystal can come. If all of us were like, at a they party want, right yeah. now, <laughs> if if I had a party and all and you two show, you two were supposed to show up, and you didn't show up. Now, if I included you, or I, that means that you, were, I just invited you to, you know, whatever, whatever. But if you belong, (laughs) if I felt you belonged, I valued you, then I'm going to be like, yo, where are they at? Like, have you talked to them? Are they all right? You know, can someone check on them? Because you belong. You belonged at there. And you were missed that you weren't there. Yeah, I think, I think, I hear you loud and clear. Uh, I, I, you know what? Your, your, your concerns and, and, what you're expressing right now as far as inclusion belonging the the one that hit the one that hit me the hardest was uh the the uh community not agreeing on terms i think i'm starting to think all communities go through that the black community definitely we definitely have our uh back and forth the the women have theirs men have theirs different ethnic groups have theirs like i'm starting to think i'm starting to think it's not just i'm starting to think that may be more common than we all think you know some people want to go this way there's dissenters some folks listen call me by my name no i want to be known by my disability first hey man that's a little degrading like why would you do that you're a person before you're a disability no screw that because i want i want people to recognize my disability i'm sick of that and we have the exact same thing on our side you know Hey, I'm I'm a black man. No, you're an African American. No, but I'm just an American. I'm not Af- I've never been to Africa. Right. Yeah, but blah, every blah, man blah, should blah, get blah, this. Blah, 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 every blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put my color first because I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, right. I Ooh. think I think I think that might be way. I, it's it's just wild Stupid. to hear you say it because I, I I didn't realize yeah. until just now that the the that your community was handling the exact same thing same thing yeah. that we are. Oh yeah, I, you'll get called out too. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, that's just able to," you know. And you're like, "No, like, this is just how it's gonna be." Like, I, that's why I said though, even if we disagree on all that, at least we can come up with our goals. Right. Our, our goal, like, we can all agree that we need employment. We can all agree that there should be representation to open up a business. We can all agree that we should be let in in the House or Senate. You know, being able to have a voice there. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. we can all agree that education is important for us, whether it's mm-hmm. online or in person. That we yeah. should be able to be able to learn. Mm-hmm. We, right. we can agree with that. Transportation, we should be able to freely travel. Mm-hmm. You know, without the barriers, we can agree on these things. So you know, those yeah, are so how like, we go about that. Yeah. So we just we unify by our goals and not by you know whatever you know we can not by what divides us. Yeah. Right. Find the similar things. I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of everyone deserves, we, we talk about the word deserve mm-hmm. often and plenty on the show. And like deserve, earn. Um, we always talk about karma, like have the have the kind of day you deserve. <laughs> uh, whether you, if you're that's a crappy person, that's one of his favorite things. <laughs> um, um, I feel like everyone deserves some sort of um, love in their life, whether it's just love um from a family from you know your parents should love you either they should and there's a lot of things should have could or whatever um what how do you feel about relationships and and romance and that type of thing with i mean it sounds like a really 
able-bodied ableism question like so how do you date <laughs> but I, i'm curious oh. how that's but, but we ask everybody that like right. everybody who right. comes so in, we've asked dame question. we asked like we heard dame and he described what his woman looks like we've asked we yeah. have porn stars and we ask them what their relationships are like yeah. everybody gets that question yeah. so this is you being not awesome. only included but you're you're definitely <laughs> you're curious. I'm also yeah, right. this is you right. belonging I'm because we're asking you the exact yeah. same thing we ask everybody right well, yeah. you know, um, you know, dating's interesting because you're going to have, uh, you know, some people that are like, oh, I can do everything, you know, like I can, you know, like they're like the superhero or something like that complex. And then also it's interesting, like, so like, say like you go on a date or you're, you're seeing someone or something like that and they come to the house. Now you've been like seeing, you know, you, that's like your safe ground area. You're not out in the world yet. And it's like, yo, we have to go places to see if we're even like good for each other. Like we could be toxic out in the out in the world, you know. Right. So instead of in in the bubble of home, yeah, you create your yeah. own bubble. This other thing is, now you say like I'm dating someone, then other people might go, well, I hope she doesn't hurt, like you know, hurt them or you know, and like wait a minute, hold up. Then you have three divorces. Like what do you 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 know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm not gonna break. You know, right. allow me, allow me to have makeups and breakups so that I can grow. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, don't fear that stuff and don't think that I'm fragile. You know, right. I, you know, I understand everything. Um, Clearly, have then, a good head on your shoulders. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. anybody can see what you've gone through and think that you're fragile. You got to be one of the toughest uh, yeah. dudes I've ever met, like in existence. <laughs> yeah, well, when it comes Facts. to when it comes to lay love and stuff, you know. It's a whole different thing because well, yes, like, every every man they're can like, oh, he's taking it, they're to, taking right. advantage of that person, or they, you know, it's like okay, then right. it's like okay, so like, like, what do you do? Can you have kids? You're like, yeah, you can have kids, you can have kids naturally, or you can go to the doctor and get it done, you know. Mm -hmm. So right. all that stuff is all still good. I mean, with spinal cord, I mean, there's there's all different ways of doing things, and you can right. still, yeah. My urologist said, you know, be careful your your uh, your swimmers because you're you're fertile. So that's what he said. <laughs> He's all like, okay, okay, okay. Straight from the doctor's mouth. <laughs> so I so think do you it want would be, yeah, I, it would be awesome. I, I guess that's your next question. But uh, would be uh, have a family and some kids. But, um, you know, and who knows? Maybe 2021, that's what it's all about. It's like, yeah, somebody yeah, said, I saw a meme and it was like, like, please, nobody call 2021 as their year. Just walk in quietly and don't touch anything. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Tiptoe in and let's see if this is for us. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, so I'm yeah, not I mean, sure if I, I'm ready to date 2021 yet. I'm still kind of, this last relationship, I got a restraining <laughs> order on the old one. I don't know if I'm ready to, I got a restraining <laughs> order on 2020. I'm, I'm peeking out the windows to make sure she's not around. I'm, I'm not sure I want to, not ready to date just yet. I'm oh, coming, but I don't some, know if I'm ready to date. I can't commit. I've had, I've had some some wild ones. I've had some some good ones, and I've had some wild ones. And I've had some, you know, one time we went to the restaurant, and like she was looking at everybody, like she thought everybody was staring, which they may be. And she was just like, "Why is everybody staring? What's going on?" I'm like, uh "Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like this oh, isn't she good. can't handle this. This is <laughs> ain't happening. Like, yeah, this is not a good thing right now." Or you have the other person that will be like, "Don't think about your disability." Like, don't talk about that. And I'm like, if it's a large you try life. to like, you know, take me out of the bed and you just say, just stand up, I'm dropping to the ground. So no, I have to think, I'm like, you have to think about those things. It's called preparation. Oh, right. You know? Well, that's like people that in, interracial dating or something, they're like, we're just, I don't see color. Let's just walk around. Like, it exists. Some people will, you don't have yeah. to like live out of that. Like the whole relationship is you know, let's talk about you being white or let's talk about you being disabled. Let's talk about you being like, it exists though. You can't, mm -hmm. you know, completely ignore. But and I think like through my year, like maturity level, you know, I'm 43 now in my twenties, you know, I was mm -hmm. wild. Like, yeah, go to the club, go out the dance floor, you know, see what's happening. Girls mm -hmm. back at the apartment. It's looking crazy here. Who's here? I don't even know who's here, what's going on. And then you get, you know, you start in your thirties, you know, and then like when you, you, you start to like, okay, then use the same girls that were there, they start getting like actual settling down. 
you know what I'm saying? They're getting married. And then you get to the 40s and you're like, man, you know, like what, if you could get me some food, like give me a late night foodie call. I'm good with that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let me get that. You bring late me night over some, some late night foodie calls, some some tacos or something, you know, like, yeah, let's I knew do tacos that. were going to make a comeback. I knew tacos were coming back around. As soon as you said food, yeah, I was just waiting. Right. I'm actually in Mexico right now. I'm actually in Mexico right now. And yesterday was Tuesday and I failed. I just realized that I did not have tacos yesterday. It's crazy. On Tuesday in Mexico. You should have went out there next time if you're there or if you're still Mm -hmm. there. Just come out there and say, yeah, let's let's talk about Tuesday. I want to talk about Tuesday. Oh, listen, you his puns, the puns. I had to throw it in there. You knew what part was coming. I, 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 I was I was kind of hoping you just let that go by. <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't it would pop up. Yeah, apparently. No. That's what I get. That's my fault. <laughs> so, so yeah, the definitely yeah. future is, uh, you know, I, having um, a family. Well, yeah. Building a business. Two, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have two what? stepbrothers, and they uh-huh. both have wives, and they and they all have kids now. On my stepdad's side, you know, like that's his kids, and then on my dad's side with my stepmom she has what um i have a sister because my dad and and my stepmom they had a child when i was in high school so that's my, my sister karina and then um but but my stepmom she already had three other kids so she and they're older oh. so two boys and one girl and one step too so like that's how i learned sign language early age oh. like at sixth grade i learned sign language because my oh, parents wow. so already divorced was when i was two okay Huh. So, do you do you see yourself staying in Michigan? Do you love you love Flint? Do you uh, is this is that your, yeah, your I think home base where you plan on staying? You know, it's something about Flint that you built all these relationships and you built all the, like everything you built or you know with with uh, networking and everybody around it. Mm-hmm. And then of course when you go out to LA, you're like whoa, like you know, and then you come back, and you're like whoa, what's was this building destroyed like this? Like, did a bomb hit this or something? You know, like, I mean, my block alone, I got like, what? It's about two, what, from one street to the other street, it's about a football or so, you know, football field, you know, a distance and like 80% of the homes are all boarded up and blighted. So, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, you know, like tomorrow night, you know, tomorrow night's New Year's night. New Year's Eve. That's crazy. It's gonna be like, yeah. like, like it's gonna be like a war zone out there because they're gonna be firing off guns. They're gonna be like, no, my mine's louder. Yours is louder. No, mine's louder. So I, I'm just waiting oh for that gosh. tomorrow night. But you I know, fireworks was enough. Uh, no, me. no, they <laughs> lots of. I mean, guns, you know, go off. I've been on broadcast. I'm like, and they're like, I'm like, no, it's just somebody shooting. And they're like, what? I'm like. That's my mind frame. I know that should not be like that. It should be like uh, somebody's, you know. But it's right. not. I'm just like, yeah, it's just somebody, somebody's firing off some shots or something. You know, it's just like huh. let's keep on moving with on. That's kind of but like you're a D boy. But you're yeah. a D boy. You're. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like whatever. You know, that's the. It's what it is. That's so also somebody's in you know. New York. They don't. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't really flinch when I hit. Listen, I. I I'd rather you fire in the air than any place mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I'd true. rather you point the gun straight up in the air and shoot that way than at somebody else specifically. I'd rather that. I so got a that's what we get question. on New Year's. I'm cool with it. I got a quick question. Um, I'm, I was raised very like pacifist, like super, super like I'm Quaker, turn the other cheek, no violence, no, no, no. And I've, you know, I've struggled with that because I think that you have to defend yourself on some level too. And, you know, Second Amendment and all these type things. Um, but I said recently, I said, I would rather know how to shoot a gun properly if in the off chance I needed to protect myself or someone, I don't want to be the one haphazardly like spraying bullets, right? Right, right. But I'm not comfortable with firearms. Like, I'm scared of the weight and the power of a gun. How do yeah. you feel about guns, gun violence, gun rights because of your injury and just in general, like what you see in the world? I'm curious. Uh, I'm not against it. So, I mean, like, if someone has to protect themselves, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we've, it's it's not that the, the gun came and jumped out and did something. It's the person that was behind it. 
you know, Correct. they used it. I mean, they could have thrown a knife. They could have, you know, hit me with right. a, a rock, a slingshot. Right. Their goal was to hurt in a rock. The, you, know, so, right. you know what I mean? So, um, it is interesting, though, that it does have this kind of force of a brand of power. You know, that when you put it in your hand, you're like, it's like a sword or something. You know, it right. is kind of very... It's, it's a, designed to hurt. It's not designed to just look pretty. It's designed to do damage. Yeah, yeah. but the, 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 a gun is, a gun, so, like he's like he's saying, I, it's a I tool, agree with yeah. Chris. It, it's, only, it's only as destructive or effective or protective as the person who's holding it. I, I compare right. guns to lawyers all the time. If one person has one, everyone needs one, damn near, because you don't know the intention of the other guy. In the right hands, right. it can protect you, it can go hunting, it can feed you. In the wrong hands, mm -hmm. it's, you know, Columbine or, or like Eric's situation, like in the yeah. wrong hands. So it's all about who's doing what. Right. But at the end of the yeah, day, it's like, just a tool. Yeah, and like you said, you know, like you like to learn or you knew how to fire one, you know, you know. Right. You took the skill. time to, like, I think it, to properly handle it, which that mm -hmm. should be everything in life, you know? Right. You know, we, we take the time to properly handle things in life, you know, any tool, you know, a vehicle, right. you know? So right. yeah, a lot of times people, like they'll they'll try to get me to like rallies and stuff like, you know, give away your guns. And I'm like, wait, how did she even, why do you think I'm even about that? Like, I, I feel that yeah. everybody should like be able to have, be, you should be able to protect yourself whatever the person brings to you. So if that person brings a gun to the table, you should be able to protect yourself with a gun. If it's right. a knife, then a knife. If it's a missile, it's a missile. Whatever well, it and is, if like you, you should... And people that are willing to hand them over aren't the ones that are gonna end up hurting you. Like, people, you're not gonna convince the guys that are that want to do harm with it to hand it over. So the people that do hand it over just makes you a sitting duck to an extent. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of, ah, but no, I struggle with correct. it, for sure. That's yeah. correct. I mean, what you think the person's going to be sitting at home? I'm like, oh, you know what? Go, buy back gun program. You know, there's like five bodies on this. It's time to go. You know, let's hand it over. You know, that that's what they you know. Why would right. they? Why would they do right? Unless right. they had like an epiphany or something like that. Right. Like I'm walking right. away from it. So that's the only situation would be like, right. I'm done. You know, right. I'm done. Well, and in that case, when you just throw in the river or marry, I don't know. I don't know what nah, I would do. Nah, you, you, you turn <laughs> it in and get some money for it. And it, with with that said, um, <laughs> Eric, I, I got to tell you, this has probably been, I know this is a milestone interview for you specifically because of the goal you set. And, but we didn't have this goal in mind when we started this show. But this has definitely been an eye-opening um, yeah. experience and a milestone style interview for for me for us yeah. definitely and, and for the show uh completely bro uh i want to thank you for giving us the time i want to thank you for requesting us for the interview i want to thank, thank you, you for opening up and sharing your life and sharing your story with all of our listeners uh please let people know where they can go find you so they can get more of this same kind of inspiration uh, i would google eric patrick thomas for sure you'll see like all the social media videos and you'll see me do donuts on the set of shark tank that was yes. awesome yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um awesome. and then my social media is eric patrick thomas for instagram and facebook except twitter is eric p thomas mm -hmm. you know and then the website's inspire shirt.com okay inspire shirt.com and that's where they can pick up the Inspire stuff. We have we have a license, um, Amazon license, our designs through the Amazon merch, merch mm -hmm. by Amazon. So I think that's amazon.com slash Inspire shirt. You know, but, uh, you know. Always a friend it, of FUBU. Yeah, oh yeah, I had to wear yeah, yeah, I know, FUBU I was like, and the Inspire on. I was like, yes. I had to do that. <laughs> I was like, how could I not do this interview without, you know, putting, representing FUBU, you know? Yes. I'm hopping off well, of this. Where it's, this this interview was over, I'm hopping off of this. I'm going straight to the website and I'm looking for an Inspire hoodie and I'm trying to get that uh, ASAP. Yeah. Awesome, uh, man. Brother, it's been great talking to you. Can't Thank wait you to have you back on. on social media too. Yeah, know, no, no, no. We're, 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 we're doing all of the above. Yeah, we're going to go <laughs> do all of the above. So, homie, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the... 
Okay. Show, may you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us all a favor. Go get laid. Peace. <laughs> Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M show. Okay. We're not just a radio station. We're a movement. The all-new FUBU Radio. Playing the hip-hop and R&B hits of today and yesterday.